0: This episode of Control-Walt-Delete is brought to you by GoToMeeting. It's that time of year when some of us are spending a little less time at the office and a little more time watching a certain basketball tournament. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting. You can easily collaborate and present from anywhere, even if you are completely distracted by basketball. GoToMeeting lets you be a meeting MVP. You can have instant meetings with a team with one click. You can share your screen. You can see and hear your colleagues better in HD video. And you can easily record meetings for later. So... Let GoToMeeting make you the next meeting MVP. Just start your free 30-day trial at GoToMeeting.com. Just click on the button that says Try It Free. That's GoToMeeting.com. <textart music> Hello, and welcome to Control-Odd-Delete, a sugar-free podcast from TheVerge.com. Verge.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a Red Bull. I am Neil Patel. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Verge. I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Walt Mossberg, the executive editor of The Verge and co-founder of Recode. Hey, Walt. How's it going, man?
1: It's going great, Neil. I I am your friend, and I'm glad you're not drinking sugar. Oh, yeah.
0: God uh, knows
1: what the rest of that Red Bull ingredient list is. It's
0: pure gasoline, (laughs) but there's no sugar in it. At at least there's that. Uh, So we should get right into it. So, Walt, you spent earlier this week, you were... At an apple event, um, this is one of the first Apple events I didn't go to in in years now. I was a little bit sad, but I gotta say not all that sad I missed it not a lot of stuff happened so give me just give me the quick rundown because your column this week is actually it's it's ahead of it, and it's a, it's what Apple has to do next in the next wave, but we should talk about sort of what happened this yeah, week. yeah, we can bit.
1: briefly t- uh, talk yeah. about this apple event um I actually think you missed something quite special and different this is the first apple event and i've been to almost all of them yeah at least at least in the since the late 90s and uh, or the early 90s and um i would say this is the first one i've seen where they actually talked about yak ranching (laughs) so uh that was a first that was you know there's a there's a first yeah that that could have been the one more thing like a, just a big – and they did have big pictures of yaks on the screen. Uh, no, this was um, – We have to explain that a
0: little bit. I we were will, talking I'm about, about
1: to explain it. I'm about yeah, to explain it. Right. So the, the interesting thing here is instead of coming out with uh, the usual bunch of specs, uh, which is often what they do about how well they're doing or pictures of new stores or a video of their latest TV ad or something like that, they came out and um, did some – kind of political and social responsibility things i mean tim cook talked to the encryption fight uh with the fbi which unbeknownst to him i think at that moment yeah late later the fbi sort of i think um backed away um and uh then they did two uh, they did a segment on environmental activities at apple and progress and that's where the yaks came in uh Preserving, you know, uh, building a solar array, I think in China, but protecting the the domain of the uh, of the yak ranchers, <laughs> and uh, and which made everybody's live blog, I think, and then uh, Jeff Williams, who was the COO and um, has been very involved in their this research kit project, which is a medical research tool that Apple has for helping. Very famous hospitals and medical centers around the country that are conducting trials get, actually get people to participate through their phones. And he gave an update on that, and he also talked about um, uh, a new thing they're starting called Care Kit, which is um, uh, it, 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 to go one step further and say, okay, we have some some things that would actually – I mean – you can do research or participate in research if you have Parkinson's disease. Now there are some exercises and there are some things we can do on your phone that might actually help you with your Parkinson's disease. Track it, you know, judge whether the medicine you're taking is working, and let your doctor see it. And they announced that. And those and, and that was all before they announced any of the uh, right. normal products. So it was a it was a
0: little bit different. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Look, we've been covering these things for years. We, we have, like, a rhythm. Like, we you know, we, we set people up. Like, oh, they're going to do the stats. They're going to open a store. They're going to tell us, you know, how much better at being upgraded iOS is than Android. You know, like, they, they've had a, a pattern for so long. And this one, I think, you know, I saw a great BuzzFeed piece. and think it was Charlie Warzel who was like, and this is before the trial had been... Uh, suspended but uh, he's like this This Apple's keynote today is their opening argument tomorrow which is yeah. we're the big um, dominant force in your life this phone is so important to you I think Tim Cook said it's an extension of you and Apple as a company is trying to achieve massive social responsibility and I thought the juxtaposition of we don't want to give give up your data to the government but we would like to for you to trust us enough to collect all of your medical data was a very interesting Apple positioning itself as as the entity that you should trust because it does care and does good in this world. I thought that was very interesting. And then the products were like, here's some more products. And it, that, <laughs> that was another juxtaposition. It's like, and here's yeah. a little phone. You phone. Know, what do you think of the, the actual stuff?
1: Yeah, so uh, I am in the process of reviewing them. Mm-hmm. And that would be. Uh, we'll have the review next week, and we'll. Uh, we'll I'm going to do both of them in, in one column. Yeah. Uh, and I think we we'll, uh, and, we'll, and we'll certainly talk about it on uh, Control Alt Delete next week. But uh, just you know, my initial feeling about the phone is is pretty positive. Um, I personally have come to really like the bigger uh, screen on the iPhone six and 6S which is not even the biggest screen they have, but it's you know four point seven inches, and and I like that. I know, but I do believe that uh, they are correct that there is um, a significant minority. It is a minority, but it's a significant minority. Uh, I don't know the exact percentage. Different analysts have different guesses mm-hmm. of people who really are holding on to their four-inch phones. One of them is my wife, who is significantly smarter than me. Uh, but not particularly interested in in tech uh you know she uses her phone all the time she uses her uh her MacBook air all the time and um she just would not go to a bigger phone yeah and I can't, and so now she will upgrade, I think, and that's a win for apple um and it's you know I think the other important thing about it is it's three ninety nine which is the least they've ever brought in a base model iPhone. And yes, it ha- still has the completely inadequate 16 gigabytes. But, <laughs> but even the $700 one has the completely inadequate 16 gigabytes as the starter. So, um, you know, I, I, I have to say, and and uh, Dieter Bone, our, our friend, uh, uh, executive editor, uh uh, the the real executive editor of The Verge uh, And I were uh, And Lauren Good uh, were all there And Dieter and I were like uh, Holding these phones in the hands-on Area that they have for reporters After the keynote And it was like, wow, this is fast, you know Really fast And I don't think it's actually I mean, I, I can't tell you if it's faster Yet than My uh, my 6S um Maybe, uh, you know, I maybe it's just it's pushing fewer pixels on the smaller screen mm-hmm. and it has the same processor and the same GPU and all that. Maybe it's because the last time I actually, you know, held and tried to use a four-inch phone, it was two generations of processors ago. Uh, but it really feels really fast and fluid and um, it feels great in the hand because – it fits yeah. your hand better just by definition because it's smaller. Uh, obviously, you have less screen to play with. So, uh, you know, I uh, this is an unusual move for Apple to do something that I think is mostly for business purposes, but it's not unprecedented. I read a lot of people saying this is unprecedented. It's not unprecedented. When, when Steve Jobs was al- – or Steve Jobs would never do this. Look, when Steve Jobs was alive, they brought out – after the iPod became a success – they brought out. I want to say at one time five models, ranging from the iPod Shuffle, which didn't even yeah. have a screen. They covered every price point from
0: uh, it was like ninety nine dollars, seventy nine dollars,
1: all the all the way to like four hundred dollars for your favorite device, the the Gigantic Classic. Ah, they spring. that uh, back. And uh, I have my. I, I fired mine up at home, you know. Yeah. Um, and and. Steve Jobs even and he was a little sheepish looking. I remember when he did this, stood up on stage and introduced a product called socks. Do you remember this Apple socks? Yeah. They were they were woolen cases that looked like little socks that held your iPod. So, you know, they do do things for purely business reasons that aren't necessarily tech breakthroughs. So, I don't mind that. I mean, that's fine. That's a, it's okay for them to do I mean they're a business they should do business things <laughs> and the iPad the iPad pro is a similar idea um, they think they've got a um, way of presenting the iPad with just the right accessories and amped up uh, processors and a kind of uh, stylus sensitive screen yeah um, that will uh, get more people using it more people upgrading their old iPad iPads. They tried it, uh, and and they are in the market with a thirteen inch one, which to me was more aimed at enterprise and also graphic folks. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Our creative director James Barham uses a, a uh, the big iPad Pro every day with a pencil. You right. Watch him do it every day; it's incredible. I
1: know, I know that. Yeah. And so now they're saying, okay, now we're and and this didn't surprise me actually. Now they're saying they're moving the the same set of technologies into the more normal iPad form factor in the 9.7, uh, which will be the first uh, iPad of that size to start yeah. at more than 499 It will start at
0: 599 I understand the phone. I completely understand the phone, right? They're, the iPhone 5S was a beautiful phone. They updated it, right? It, it like, makes perfect sense to me. You want to keep the price low. You've already got the tooling built. You're already buying the screens. Just it's changed you know swap out the internals it's the same chips as the 6s like there's a very clear we can make a cheaper smaller phone just by sort of remixing our components and people are going to love it and they're going to buy it great the the smaller ipad pro it's i think they are just they're just trying to they're, they're trying everything with the ipad line to see what's going to stick so that they can kind of reformulate that entire product matrix and you know, I think the smaller one. Well, well I mean, here I ask you this question: Schiller came out hard and said, "All these Windows PCs—that's what we're after." And people are still using five-year-old Windows PCs, and that's sad. Which, you know, I, I give him credit for for being aggressive with the messaging there. But is that is this going to is this the thing that makes you throw away your old Inspiron and now you're going to use a nine-point-seven-inch iPad Pro, or are they just hoping that Fortune five hundred companies when they send people out in the field, instead of handing them you know, an old Windows tablet, they're giving them an iPad. What's your sense of it? Because it, it seems so much more messy than the phone.
1: We're going to talk more about this next week. But I, I think there are two... Uh, I I think both those things are in their minds. I think they – it's very interesting to watch them adopt Microsoft's approach uh, in several ways, but in in particular in saying, hey, this thing can be essentially your laptop. I have thought from the very beginning – and if you go back and look at my original iPad review, which we no doubt will do next week. (laughs) Absolutely. Given given what you love to do, um, uh, that – if the tablet, if the iPad could replace enough of the scenarios for which you use your laptop doesn't have to replace hundred percent of them, but enough of them, then it would, could become something very useful And for me personally that has been the case. not just some of those scenarios are consumption, but it's not just consumption and um, I, I do do productivity things on it. Um, they're making it, lean more to the productivity side, and they're openly adapting this, it could replace your laptop argument, or at least it's not maybe the first time they've said it, but they're saying it much more strongly now in the same way that Microsoft does. And, you know, despite the plunge in iPad sales, they still way outsell those Surface devices that Microsoft has. So, you know, they have some... A significant install base. It's just not upgrading, right? And I think that you're right. This is an attempt to do that, I, and I think you're also right that the phone is much easier to understand.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Well, let's stay on the phone. So we, this is what we really need to get into. This is your column this week. A barn burner, a fiery, a fiery mm-hmm. missile from uh, from Mossberg this week. Headlined: The iPhone Seven had better be spectacular. And you actually look beyond. And I think. You know, it's an Apple event. They're always exciting, but fundamentally very dry, right? Here's a smaller iPhone, a smaller iPad. But in the context of the industry right now, the Galaxy S7 is a really good phone. I think you and I both have some major issues with Samsung's software and the carrier bloatware, but it is an excellent piece of hardware. Um, yeah. It has a beautiful screen. The camera, uh, James. I was just talking about James, our creative director, James and Sean O'Kane, did a pretty in-depth camera shootout. James is a professional photographer. He's like, I prefer this camera uh, on the on the Galaxy. Uh, and Apple, you know, they, they 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 need a moment. And I right before the show started, you remarked to me, "It's amazing how much we depend on this company and Cupertino to push the industry forward." And I think you're right. I think the iPhone Seven has to represent some sort of leap. But you you made a list of things that you'd like to see. You want you want to get into them?
1: Sure. Uh... And you know, I did say that other people may have other points of view about what they'd like to see in it. But the main thing is, I this is not. Look, I repeated in this column what I believe, which is that uh, the the iPhones that are the the pre the flagship iPhones out now are still the best. You know, if I had to recommend a phone to somebody, I would yep. recommend those and not the Samsung, despite the fact that I agree with everything you just said about it. Um, The hardware is great. I think you can't separate the hardware and the software, and their software is just a mess compared to Apple's.
0: Wait, you know, I think this is where you and I disagree. I will right now at this moment accept the hit on the software junk because I get to put it in a headset and use it as a VR headset. So, like, there's a, you know, it's like they are are subtly increasing the value of the whole thing even though you pay this price for the bad software i'm still not there where i'm willing to accept carrier software on my phone so but you know it's like they're they're stacking the deck a little bit and i think the that's the point something-
1: is yeah, maybe they are yeah. uh, uh, but the point is you're, i think apple's lead yeah. which has lasted for a long time i think it still exists but i think i what did i use the word ever thinning lead yes so the point of my column was to say they need to they need to have a big deal in in September for two reasons. One is if they want to keep the iPhone in the lead, but secondly, you know we've talked about this before. The whole smartphone itself it's a mature, more mature market. There's kind of a lull in innovation. So yes, I will get into the, the the things I mentioned. The first was battery. Now we we I did a whole column on this and we talked about it and I don't want to belabor all the all the uh, uh, scientific stuff that uh, we learn because although you and I are scientists, we <laughs> well, yeah. don't want to bore the audience. And if you
0: listen to that podcast, you actually get a PhD in battery chemistry.
1: That's you great. should, yes. <laughs> but the point is, um, it wouldn't it be amazing if they could make some kind of a big leap in, in battery life? They they actually do quite a good job of engineering around battery limitations, more probably a better job than than a- a- anyone. For a given size battery, um, and uh, I mean there are there have been some phones that that shove a really huge battery into the point. I mean the the Mod- that moto model, you know, has like a huge bulge yeah. for the battery. Um, but but you know, given any particular size battery, Apple has very very good engineering around it. But wouldn't it be awesome if they announced, "Hey, we've made a big leap here. This phone is going to get you." Twenty-two hours, or I mean, just making that up. I mean, something, something really strong. If you could just like forget about your battery anxiety and and totally trust it. Uh, The second thing I mentioned is charging. Um, I don't think it's very slow to charge an iPhone, uh, uh, but um, Samsung does charge it. uh, They they put in the box a faster charger, Mm -hmm. and you know, uh, I mean, you can uh, just
0: plug in an iPad. It's like one of those things. It's like, why don't you just give people the iPad charger that charges it way faster? Or why don't you well, design it such that. That's kind it. of
1: what Samsung is doing. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of research going on about, and we talked about this before also, about this idea of saying, okay, you're not going to get quite as much battery life, but we're going to charge the whole phone in five yep. minutes. And there are companies doing that. And, you know, I, well, you know again, I'm trying to think big yeah. about what would be a big. Thing that hits the pain points of actual average users, not necessarily geeks, uh, and that's that would be a cool thing,
0: right? And if you think small, not to bring you down to earth, but if they just design the battery case with the phone, so it's more convenient and less unsightly, I think that would be great, right? Yeah, that of, might be another yeah. that
1: might be another interesting way to go about it. And I, you know, and the other thing is is wireless charging. I'm not one of these people who's super wild about. You know, yeah. Okay, I don't. I don't plug the cable in. Yeah. And I put it on this little circle. But the fact is that you, if you go around to Starbucks, and I, I do drink a lot of Starbucks. <laughs> some no of sugar. them are putting. I don't. I sugar free. Always sugar free. <laughs> Seriously, uh, people put uh, those. Uh, Starbucks is putting those little charging pads yeah. uh, onto the t- into the tables, and if if you have a, a, an iPhone you have to have a certain case right. that will allow you to use that. And so it's Apple has the NFC in it anyway. I don't know what they have to do with that NFC to make it charge as well as do the other the payments stuff that it does. But, you know, they should use it. The, the third thing I mentioned is, you know, it really is kind of time, and this is one I know you agree with, to um, really shrink the bezels yep. on the thing. Uh, so they can put a bigger screen in a smaller body. Um, and, and you know, as you pointed out to me when we were uh, uh, talking about this column, um, what they're really doing with the iPhone SE, the four-inch one they announced yesterday, is saying, hey, we understand there are people who want a body that is easier to hold. And it wasn't so much we really think people want a smaller screen area. The people that love the 4-inch phone don't necessarily love it because they want less screen real estate. They love it because the overall dimensions of it are what they love. And so, you know, given that principle, um, I think they can – I think it's time for them to figure out a design that uh, has smaller bezels. They have big bezels at the bottom and top and not just the sides. and yeah, you know, there's there's room there. Uh, Samsung did it on the their latest thing, uh, particularly the Edge model, and uh, I think Apple can do that. Um, I also talked about something that I personally, I am not a photographer, a professional photographer, or even a big photo enthusiast. But one of the things that I really miss, the only thing, the only thing I miss uh, in using my phone instead of a, a point and shoot digital camera
0: mm-hmm.
1: is optical zoom I like optical zoom right and that doesn't degrade the image and uh, you know we've at the verge reviewed a couple of attempts at this some telescope and that's not I don't think that's really a great idea on a phone because it's very bulky and um, somebody tried it without telescoping I think it was a <laughs> Seuss, and we gave it a pretty bad review I linked to that Um There are rumors that Apple may do, uh, at least on one of the models in the fall, a dual lens. I have no actual information on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the things you can do with a dual lens with the right uh, amount of magic is – Kind of do optical zooming there, and I would love. I think that would be an awesome. I mean, that that alone could be a fantastic feature to sell a new a new phone. Yeah. Uh, then, then you know, again, going back to people's pain points, uh, why not make the phone hardier? Water resistant would be good. They, there's never been an iPhone that's you know water resistant. Uh, Samsung has done it. Uh, it's not because I think people necessarily need to take it swimming. It's that people drop it in toilets. People <laughs> drop it in puddles. Yeah, they do. I mean, this is just life. People drop it in the sink, yep. you know, when they're washing dishes or whatever. And it would be nice if you pulled it out pretty quickly and it was not dead, or you didn't have to, you know, worry about does rice work better than this other thing, and you know, whatever. The rice thing is real so, controversy. We did, a whole, I know. we
0: did a whole story on it. Do you see it?
1: Uh, every, uh, Neela, everyone has done a whole story on it. <laughs> everyone has done it. I mean, of course the Verge story was the best, yes. but everyone's well, done it's not,
0: it. Yeah, anyway.
1: It's just like, hey, we have no stories today. Let's do the one about rice. And
0: <laughs> wow, <out>. poor Josh. <laughs> no, he found out that it doesn't actually work. It's just yeah, a no, it old But, I
1: mean, I, we tested uh, at uh, either Recode or All Things D, and it wasn't me at the... Uh, I think my maybe it was Bonnie Cha, wonderful reporter, by the way, yeah. uh, who I think you know, and uh, uh, Bonnie and uh, uh, tested a commercial product that claimed to do a better job than rice, and I think she found it did. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, water resistance is a good thing. Uh, on the last two iterations of the phone, uh, I think the back has been too slippery. Yep. I think. And they, the, you know, that's a design issue that they should fix. And then, you know, no, you're never going to be able to make the screen, a, a glass screen, you know, impermeable to cracks and and breaks. But wouldn't it be amazing if you're doing a wish list, which I did, huh. um, if you could wish for, you know, just a a um, a stronger, or, you know, or l- less likely to have the screen crack i mean one of the really interesting ironies to me is that apple has made these devices which are by and large beautiful they've been beautiful they've changed over the years but people have generally regarded them as beautiful devices the iphones and yet when you're out in the real world almost everyone you see is covered up by a case right some of which are super ugly (laughs) i mean have you seen the hello kitty cases with like ears on them i mean
0: they're cute they also make the phones really
1: in. big. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You I, are. So
0: I've never taken my six plus out of its leather case. I, I just had. I bought it. I took it out. I looked at the antenna lines in the back and that camera ball. Just stuck it in a case and said, "I'm never dealing with this again." Yeah. And it's the same. This case is beaten to hell and back. Uh, but I actually prefer it. It actually, the I, the I, to me, the phone is really slippery. A little too thin, actually, um, and. Like unsightly because of that camera bulge. I can't put it on a table. So, like, I just stuck it in a case. Um, But I'm going to push you on some of this because you got two more here, right? And we've talked about Apple needing to up its game in software. We did a whole show on that. And then obviously, they need to, your other one is they got to increase the storage from 16 gigs, which I I think is true. But that's not going to make any buy a phone. But this list that you've just read, what strikes me about it is that these are things that Apple's competitors have already done in an effort to sell more phones. So a sturdier phone with a screen that can't crack, like Motorola and Verizon, just put one of those out. Uh, Samsung's phones are waterproof. They have good cameras. They obviously don't have optical zoom, but like... They have radically improved the cameras. There's actually a period where every phone maker was just dead focused on the camera because they thought that would be the thing that would kill Apple. You, obviously, there are phones with, with enormous, crazy battery life out there. Um, what, it, is it that Apple's software lead is so ahead that they actually just need to improve their hardware um, to get where the industry has been trying to compete with it on various fronts? Or is it, is it something deeper?
1: Well, first of all, I agree that some of this is catch-up, and I I said that Mm -hmm. in presenting the list, but not all of it is catch-up. I don't think anybody has made a big leap in battery life other than by shoving a big battery in. Right. I I think that would be a first. If you could do it without doing what Motorola uh, does on the battery, Uh, most of the other phones actually get worse battery life in my tests uh, year after year. Uh, or no better battery life than Apple. Um, I'm talking about a a big leap there, and I think that would be new. Uh, I think you're right. The bezel thing other people have done, um, the charging thing some other people have done. Uh, I don't know of a phone that really has done optical zoom in a way that's acceptable or, or, or good. That would be a first, so not all of these are catch ups in terms of your software question yes, i mean it, it, you know the look the phone is is generally been a great looking phone mm-hmm. with a great camera uh but Apple has you know very good has had very good software yeah. and they 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 just they need to. Keep their eye on that ball more than they have, I think, and that goes back to the column I wrote about a month ago, which we talked about, and um, and and some of that has to do with the Mac, but uh, just as much of it or more has to do with iOS uh, on the phone. So they have to they have to deal with that. Um, but there, are these some of these things are sure they'd be beneficial for Apple, but they would move the industry. Apple has more than any other company, move this industry on these devices. You know, Apple hasn't moved search because they're not in search. They haven't moved social uh, media because that's not their thing. But on on um, the devices that we use every day, Apple has been the most influential company the last 20 years. Right, And, um, and I think uh, there, that while there's absolutely nothing wrong with them doing this uh, iPhone SE. I don't make fun of it. People make fun of it. You know, I. I mean, unless I, you know, in my testing and reviews find something wrong with it, which I'll certainly report next week. Um, I. I think it makes perfectly good yeah. sense, and and it will make my wife and a lot of other people happy. But the big game is coming up in the fall, and they're already well into it. They may even have locked down most of the features. I'm not privy to that, um, but I. I think they. They have an opportunity they shouldn't miss because other people are doing
0: a good job. You know, I I was thinking, I was talking about this yesterday, I think, but, um, you know, I think the issue for Apple is their competition in a classic sort of Apple moment was Microsoft. And Jobs would say, you know, the problem with Microsoft is they have no taste, right? And that was true. It's not true anymore in, in kind of the big way, but... It was, you know, the, the, the windows... No, it was true a lot of the time. It was I mean, true. I mean, they just their, their, their stuff was ugly. They had scale, but they... Good,
1: good e- it was a good enough company. Right. And, okay, this is good enough. Let's ship it, you know? Right. And they, and they had enormous bugs, scale,
0: and they were obviously made for business users, and they, they cared to that audience. And Apple was the consumer company that cared about how beautiful and how perfect things were. And I think the issue now is all of the companies around Apple, they have new generations of leadership that grew up with Apple and they believe that the company that their products should be as good as Apple's products and that their their philosophies about how to develop and create and market the products are completely informed by Apple's success over the past decade and a half.
1: I think that's right. And
0: so they it's the Apple bar. They they actually can't get away with just destroying Microsoft in terms of like overall quality of experience because the the gap is so much narrower and it's not because Apple is necessarily falling although I think you and i both agree their software quality has wavered and certainly dropped a little bit but it's not actually because of that it's because everyone else has risen up so far and it's it's very to me it's very interesting to think about how they can either take another big step up which will be very hard or continue to differentiate against everyone else's stuff with i mean quite frankly it's not hardware stuff necessarily it's hardware software service ecosystem Experience. yes
1: of course of course it is but and, and and you know right on that point if they did even one or two of these things that i'm talking about yeah. say one catch up and one non catch up and not seven <laughs> and they, and by the way they may have five others that that you and i will will think are great that i i you know i'm not i'm not smart enough or paid enough to think up this stuff um I'm just a journalist, right? but they may have other things that they're going to do that, that are going to be amazing. But, um,
0: I mean, I just look at the, that I'm holding, I'm holding my six plus or six S plus. Yes. If they just made a spectacularly beautiful phone again, like I'd buy it, you know, like I, I wouldn't think, ah, it's whatever. I don't need to upgrade. If they made, it, you know, the jump from the iPhone three GS to the iPhone four, everybody needed an iPhone four. Right. I mean, it was anybody who looked at that phone was like, that is the most beautiful phone that has ever existed. And I want to get a hold of that. I don't think anybody really feels that way about the iPhone 6. Um, And it's that it's that they need to recapture both that moment of excitement around their ability to execute at enormous scale, execute beautiful design and how they're actually improving the phones. Because right now, all the phones kind of look the same. Like, the Galaxy S7 looks basically like an iPhone 6. You know, the, on the margin, it's different. Yeah, I
1: think, I think your point is is really right on. They have influenced everyone. And if I had thought of this when I was writing the column, I would have put that <laughs> in. Here's another reason why it has to be spectacular, because they have influenced everyone. Right. And now they have to kind of try to move to the next level uh, on this. Yeah. But they have a lot of other things going on. Uh, They still have uh, high hopes for the watch, I think. They are working on a car. Uh, We have some rumors that they're working or, uh, you know, at least seriously and deeply investigating VR. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a lot going on at Apple. Uh, And uh, even the Macs. I mean, believe me, they're not giving up on Macs. Yeah. Um, They have more Macs coming. Uh, Oh, good.
0: Because I really – this MacBook issue for me is starting to really – Really get hard. I got to buy one. I got to replace my wife's heir and I can't buy this like underpowered – it's like it's already at the end of its cycle, yeah. right? It's going to have been a year. I, I,
1: I don't know the details, but I'm, I, I'm assured there are there's more Mac progress coming. Oh, good. So, you know, we'll just see. And this is, might be a good moment to say that you and I don't have any Apple stock. We have no right. – we get no financial benefit from Apple or from Samsung or from any of these other companies. I mean we have an explicit – uh, prohibition against owning stock in these companies that we cover uh, so those of you who are, are already about to tweet that we're somehow making money off these recommendations or this uh, you know forget it we make money by selling to wonderful advertisers like go to meeting that's it but you know the 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 company and the and the industry itself uh, need to keep moving forward and it's harder and harder as you said so right that's why it has to but be spectacular but i'm saying
0: that's a good i think you you know if you've been listening to this you're like oh they're just downers what we're saying is that the technology industry has gotten so good that the bellwether the benchmark of the of the whole game is now threatened by how good everyone else has become not because they suck and i think that's like that's that's very good like apple needs competition right like the Michael Jordan succeeded because he like loved competition, not because he kept on destroying everybody. And I think that's like the that's the thing that Apple is going to find hardest to contend with, because they've been so good and so much better, and they've been able to take some intuitive leap about a category or a product, and you know because they own the whole stack, apply it to a vertically integrated product and deliver it to the world as a fully formed thing. And I think just if you've been listening to the past. I think, by the way, Walt, you know, we, we've done like 23 or 24 of these shows. If you've been listening to us for the past couple of months, um, what you've been hearing us say is, uh, you know, Apple put out, the Apple TV is like a very first-generation product. And they're going to iterate it in the marketplace. It's not a fully complete thought. And it's, you see Apple, they're changing the way they're working, and you, ch- you see the industry changing the way it's working. They're becoming a little bit more aligned and parallel, and that competition, I think, is going to result in amazing products from everybody, but it's certainly going to put way more pressure on Apple to deliver spectacular moments around its flagships.
1: Yep, and that's why I chose the word spectacular.
0: Well, I, you know, I was trying to trying to boost you up after you burned my rice story to the ground. I was trying to <laughs> trying to end this on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you are reviewing the stuff. You're gonna have, We're gonna talk about it in depth next week. I got to pull that original iPad column. That's I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, you know what video I watched the other day, just sort of randomly? Um, no, I don't. The introduction of uh, the Aqua interface to OS X. Yeah, you know, every now and again, you, you, one of these videos will appear in my YouTube feed. You know, some ancient yeah. Apple introduction, Apple event, uh, and you, I, just, I, I always watch them. I, I find them so fascinating. The way they talk, the way every company talks this way now. But it's like Steve Jobs is on stage. He's like, "I'm introducing iTools." a revolutionary new internet service that we only we can deliver because we control the server software and the Mac apps over the internet. And you just yeah. think here are these bets. And we rarely remember the, that, that like, nobody remembers iTools, right? Like I'm sure five people listening to this podcast remember it and maybe you remember it and I remember it, but I remember yeah. but whatever. It was like a greeting card service and like, kid parent. Well, that parent was films. one of the yeah. They had
1: three or four but, things. You know what I mean? Really it was just
0: like the set of stuff. Like, is this the stuff you want? And then the thing next to it was a rebooted interface for OS X that is now gone. But that was enormous. At the but time.
1: it was beautiful at the time. It was beautiful I mean, at the was... time.
0: But it's just, it's literally, none of that look is left in OS X or the iPhone or anything. And I, it, that's, I think, to me, was like really fascinating. And I, it's what I think about now is we're sort of entering a, a very amped up review season is we talk about these things, like they're, gonna, they're gonna change the world, but they have this like, shelf life, and then the curve drops very fast because the next new thing comes out. And I think Apple's actually facing a lot of that. I think it's, the, it's like I'm saying about the design of the phone, right, the, the, world, the hardware iteration is happening a lot faster around them, around the way things should look and the way things should work and the way things should feel, and there's, there's a great benefit in the phone looking the same year over year. But then you think about how they did the iPod, iPod and they changed it every year. And somewhere in there, in this mishmash of thoughts that I'm delivering on this podcast right now, is like the key for Apple, <laughs> right? It's it's the, Somewhere is the key. I'm sure this sounds like nonsense, but I, I'm watching this old event where they introduced this brand new interface to the Mac that's going to carry the Mac out of the dark ages and into the, the modern but you era.
1: You've got to also remember that was the days when they were still uh, trying to prove that the that 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 they could deliver a desktop uh, uh, OS and uh, user experience that was not dated. It had become right. because you know you know, before Jobs came back to Apple, the whole thing had looked dated. Then they kind of quickly uh, re-engineered the next, which for those who don't know was was Jobs' previous company, the next software. And so then they went and said, okay, now what do we really want this to look like? And that's where the so, awkward thing came
0: okay. from. I, if it, just in you talking about that, it clarified, it clarified my insane thoughts. He literally, Jobs is walking through that introduction and he's like, let me show you the new interface. And he doesn't show the whole thing. He shows a button. He shows a slider. He shows a radio button. He shows a menu. And it's he's redefining the, the building blocks, the primitives of what a user interface should be. This is what I mean. I do not know if Apple, in any company right now, can have an event and say we're actually going to start talking about the primitives of this device, of the phone. Let's redefine what a button on a phone looks like. Let's redefine what a button on the screen of a phone looks like. The the scale of the the business is too big. Too many people know like use these things. I don't think you can actually come in under and completely change. I
1: don't them. know. It's it's an interesting question. I think it sort of depends on what what are the which primitives you're talking right. about and what you're talking about if you if you say like you could say a battery is i mean this is not a design thing i, I realize but you could say a battery is an obvious primitive thing every device has one but hey we've got something that lasts twice as right. long and the thing doesn't have to bulge and you know whatever uh, That – you only need one amazing thing like that (laughs) to make – I'm serious, to make your phone – I mean, you know, and and the phone has to look good. But, I mean, let's say – like you said you'd buy it if the phone looked amazing, and I get that. But let's say it looked not amazing but good, and you got incredible battery life. You'd buy that phone too. I mean, you would. Or – you know, you got a little bit better battery life, but the soft, there was some new amazing software thing the thing did. Um, they have opportunities still in all these places, but they've got to really work it. And any, and, and a, any combination of a couple of these things could make the phone look spectacular, or be spectacular. And that's really what I was yeah, talking
0: about. Yeah, it's going to be something. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward next week to getting into your review of the iPhone SC and the, the, the new iPad Pro. The iPad Pro nine point seven. I mean, they're they're like getting into like Samsung name territory here. But I'm looking forward to review. I mean, it's always a challenge to review really iterative products. It's always a challenge to um, really try to define who is this for. Like, where did this come from? I'm like, you know, we obviously there's gonna be verge reviews of this stuff too. But I'm I'm actually excited to talk about that stuff next week because I think I, I think those things are gonna inform a lot of how we think about Apple's business going forward, right? It's how do they, how do they fit in this lineup? How do, you, how do you take a company that has, for a minute, had only four product categories, and now they've got a lot of product categories and lots of products inside of each of those boxes? I think that's really interesting. Anyhow, that's for next week. Fun we, next uh, week. As always, I don't know why we try to pretend that this is a 30-minute podcast when we go for 45 minutes literally every week, but that was our 30 minutes and we've gone over time. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, that's it for us this week. We'll be back, obviously, next week. Um, please, we love it when you tweet at us, so Walt is at Walt Mossberg. I'm at Reckless. I'm looking for suggestions on how to, how to describe the show at the open because clearly I'm desperate every week, so tweet me those. Um, and then listen to the rest of our enormous fleet of podcasts. So I host The Vergecast live on Thursdays at 4.30. Uh, Chris Plant has What's Tech. Emily Sheehan and Liz Lopato have Verge ESP. Our friend Lauren Good over on the Recode side, uh, on the Recode radio side, has Too Embarrassed to Ask. Obviously, Kara Swisher has the fantastic, amazing Recode Decode. And uh, Peter Kafka has uh, Recode Media, which actually, one of my favorite podcasts. If you're a media nerd, it is the podcast to listen to. So please, don't ever listen to another podcast. Just listen to a Verge or Recode podcast. Stay in the know. Uh, I promise I will keep going on on weird (laughs) spirit adventures about old YouTube videos at the end of the show every week. Um, But thank you so much, Walt. That was great. We'll talk to you next week, man.
1: Lots of fun, Eli. Take care.